Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let me bang you, bang. I do let you bang. Let me bang you, bang. Let you bang. Let you bang. Let you bang. Greetings, nerds and virgins. Go for Jesus! No for gay Jesus, people! Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for your favorite mixed martial arts podcast. Recording out of Los Angeles, California, it's MMA Roasted with Adam Hunter. Who the fuck is that guy? What's up, people? Welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I got uh, I got Don Fry here, one of the, the man, the myth, the legend, killing it. But I have a bone to pick with you, Don. So last week, <laughs> so last week, what is it? Last week, I was like, hey, we're going to do the podcast Tuesday. Sean's like, I can't do Tuesday, do Tuesday. All right, we'll, we'll go Wednesday. And you said, hey, man, I can't do Wednesday. How about Friday? You said, it works for me. And you, you were nowhere to be found. On Friday, I, I moved it all for you. Where were you on? Do you even know where you were Friday? Where were you Friday? I have no idea. I have no idea. Ah. At least I wasn't holding. I wasn't holding some white, some white rat though. What you got there in your hands, boy? Uh, we have people. Ah. We had a mold in our house, so they had to like redo the whole downstairs bathroom was leaking. So now we have. So my wife calls me 10 minutes ago saying, the guys are coming to inspect it right now. Like, I'm like, great. Like, right when I was about to start the show. So I said, oh, okay. So now this dog is going to go crazy on these guys and try to lick them and hump their legs and everything. So I have to hold her while these guys are outside. <laughs> with me over there. So that's that's what's going on right now. She's uh, she's only a couple months old, but she, she eats everything. And uh, she actually, the other day, she shit out a Crayola crayon. I was like, why is her poop red? And then I realized, but it wasn't just like blood red. It was like, you know, magenta. It was like, so I'm like, there's no way. And then it was, it was in the, it was, yeah. Hey, wait, 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 wait. Did you, you say magenta? <laughs> yeah. Magenta. Uh, it was so. What the fuck kind of, no man says magenta. No man <laughs> says magenta. What the fuck is wrong with you? So yeah, so she pooped out a crayon and uh she, you know, we, we like put we, we put pee pads on. Right. She she oh there we go. Yeah, yeah. Look there you go. Look at there you go. This is <laughs> that's a dog. Yeah, that's, ah! a, that's a good... so you put pee pads down for yourself? For myself. And uh she sleeps on them and then and then shits next to it. So they very, very, very disciplined dog. So... <laughs> But uh, that's, a, that's a female for you, yeah. Pretty much, yes. And then she, holy she, shit, it flies. Yeah, she's well, there was a, we have a cat that just ran up, and she loves to torment the seventeen-year-old <laughs> cats on her last legs. Cat wants nothing to do with her. So now the cat's shitting upstairs because the cat doesn't want to go downstairs because she just chases her everywhere. 
Yeah, man. It's a whole, it's a fucking zoo up here. Uh, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm doing better than you. I never thought I'd ever say that. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Yeah, she wants the cat. This fuck, this poor cat has like lived through like nine animals that's been here. Uh, the cat hasn't, we have a cat that was a feral cat that people were throwing rocks at it before I got it because it was in someone's garden. So, hey, 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 come on, come on, come on, come on. All right. So anyway, uh, did you watch the fights last week? No, did not. <laughs> you know what no, happened? If I if I had known, I didn't know that uh, the odds were like six hundred and fifty to one. If I'd have known that, I'd have dropped a hundred dollars on Strickland. You know, it was, it was I six, didn't know that. It was six to one. To it was six to one. One at the start. It wasn't six fifty. It was six. Oh, to somebody one. told me six fifty to one. No, no, no. It was oh. Yeah, it was a hundred to win six fifty. So it wasn't. Um, yeah, the odds weren't that crazy. Uh, but basically. It was the weirdest fight. Like Adesanya is probably the most frustrating champion uh, because yeah. he either looks like the the world beater of world beaters, where he goes out and just smokes everybody, or he just shits the bed. Yeah, and, and he fights down to the level of the competition. It was he came in did not look like he was in great shape. His punches were in slow motion, and uh, the first round was like kind of a typical Adesanya round where he kind of feels the guy out, yada yada. And then he just got clipped. He got clipped hard, fell down. Sean almost finished it. And you could tell he went back to the corner and said, what did he hit me with? And the guy explained to him it was an overhand right <laughs> to him. And I think that that just fucked him up the rest of the fight. Was, you know, have you ever been hit before where you had no idea what you got hit with, Don? Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Hey. I lost, I lost your video. I, I can't see you. I'm going to have to hang up and call you back. Can you right. entertain yourself and the people for a sure. couple of minutes? I will. Thank you. Thank you. I don't Thank know. You. What the hell? Somehow I lost. All right. No problem. Uh, McCorkle, how are you, man? Yeah, all right, man. thought you were talking about me when you said I looked like I was in slow motion and I couldn't win any punches and I was out of shape. I was like, they've been watching my fights before I signed on here. Dude, people, my wife, we, had, we had mold downstairs. So my, my wife called these guys to inspect the mold. And then of course, right at the podcast, which is fine. I mean, I'm happy she, she did it, but the dog now keeps chasing these guys. So uh. I have to hold the dog while they're here. Um, so yeah, we're talking about the fight. Did you watch the fight? I did believe it or not. Yeah, I actually did. Um, what were your thoughts on it? Uh, I, man, I think, uh, Adesanya probably didn't train like he needed to coming into the fight would be my guess. Like when you take, you can take stuff for granted. I started doing that later in my career, just assuming I would beat people, you know, uh, cause I was fighting guys that were terrible, but, uh, he probably assumed there's no way he could lose, uh, to Strickland and he didn't look like he's in shape. It looked like he's warmed up. And I think, man, when you get hit like that, especially when this guy's not supposed to beat you, Don actually commentated one of my fights when a guy who shouldn't beat me was kicking my ass. And, um, I, uh, you start thinking like, you start thinking like it's a nightmare. Like this isn't going to happen. This is surely, it's almost becomes like a self-fulfilling prophecy. You know what I mean? You start thinking like, great. Now I'm getting tired. Great. Now, you know what I mean? Now he just checked that kick. And it's like, it starts becoming a nightmare that you, that you didn't think would happen, but it's, uh, it's, you start feeling like I felt anyway, like it was almost destined to happen then, you know, especially when Don says you look like you're ready to quit. You hear him say that from cage side when you only got hit with one kick in the first round. He's like, McCorkle, like he's ready to quit. I was like, holy shit, man, the fight just started. Like, but yeah. I mean, the fight was really the fight was really boring until that until he landed, though. I mean, yeah. I almost was like, yeah. oh no, it's gonna be one of these fights. 
And then that just woke me up. And then I was, on the, I was like, holy shit. I actually didn't get to watch it live because I was on stage. But of course, as soon as like, I got off stage, everyone's like, dude, a new champion. All my texts were, and, and I'm like, motherfuckers. Like, so then I didn't even want to, you know, then I knew what was going to happen. But I still couldn't believe it happened like that. Um, yeah. Now, Dana White says that it, it looked like Adesanya didn't show up, didn't train. He looked fat. He looked slow. But he's going to give him an immediate rematch. Right. Do you think he should have an immediate rematch? I think they're desperate for Adesanya to be champion, but more so for Strickland not to be champion. You know, I did find it interesting that a couple of people uh, said fag or called someone a fag after the fight. And uh, that's what they want to talk about at the press conference. Not that Sean Strickland said he always envisions murdering a, a drifter, you know what I mean? Or whatever. Like he's like, or he just keeps saying like, you know, I think about picking up a hitchhiker sometimes and killing him. Like he's saying something, they have no problem with that, but you better not use a gay slur of any kind because that's what the, all the talk's going to be about. But it's only a matter of time before he's suspended. You can't, he's already said like he's pre-canceled, man. He said things so offensive. If I'm saying it's offensive, it must be bad. He said things so terrible in interviews. You can't even imagine that it's really happening. Well, now, like, I know like RG3, the football player, like he posted a video of like, right. this guy is your champion. And it was a video of like Strickland saying that women shouldn't be able to vote. And, and I'm pretty sure he said that tongue in cheek. Like, I don't think he was actually saying he's like, look at what happened after they started voting and it started going off. So you wonder how many more people are going to find. Oh, he's got a point there. <laughs> we did, it didn't it did go to hell, you know, after, after they got the vote. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I did. I did love how that Nina girl interviewed Strickland and Don Fry, and she goes, "You remind me of Sean Strickland. Are you like, are you his dad or whatever?" And um, <laughs> Fry's like, "I don't know, might be." Like he didn't know. He goes, "Who's Sean Strickland?" Like he didn't know who Sean Strickland was. I, I thought that was really funny. I mean Strickland, but it, it's crazy. It's crazy how now. Do you think it was a matter of him looking good? Because someone was saying, "No, you have a a, a forward pressure fighter." is going to beat a technician most of the time and a power puncher is going to beat a, a forward pressure fighter. So you got like Pereira, why he would lose. Or do you think it was a matter of, did Strickland look good or did Asanya look bad? Uh, Sean, what do you think? I think it was both. I think he fought the fight of his life with nothing to lose, went out there with, you know, no, there's something to say for uh, Don probably never felt like he was going to lose when he fought. But I, there were several times when I went in and thought, dude, if I win, it's just a bonus, you know, at this point, you know what I mean? Like everybody expects me to lose. Um, but yeah, when you take that pressure off and you're expected to lose, that's how I prefer to fight. Uh, with nothing to lose and everything to lose, it can be a bad combination when you're the other guy, man, with everything to lose. So. Yeah, it's like when I was in Guantanamo Bay and I was uh, doing comedy for the military and we were there with the Victoria's Secret supermodels, right? Like Adriana <laughs> Lima. And we were on like a, basically a raft, not a raft. It was like a, it was like a, a ferry going over there. And I was like, I'm hitting on all of them. Cause like, oh well, I got turned down by a Victoria's Secret supermodel. You know, like that's. Uh, I didn't know rafts went both ways from Cuba. That's weird. So they they come here and they got sent them back. I guess so they send comedians of Victoria's Secret models back on the same bamboo raft that came here. By the way, yes, good-looking women and this guy. Yeah. <laughs> now that it's summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for sunny, active days. I I know I am. Okay, and Factor, which is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Now, number two, number one, it can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered right to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll stay on track reaching your goals, okay? Are you too busy with summer plans to cook? I am. It takes me forever to cook, and I ruin the meals. But I want to make sure that I'm eating well, and so should you. 
Well, with factors, skip the trip to the grocery store and skip the chopping and the prepping and the cleaning, okay? While still getting the flavor and the nutritional quality you need. The factor is fresh, never frozen. Ew. Uh, their meals are ready in just two minutes. That's right, two minutes. Although when I do stuff in two minutes, my wife complains, okay? But not with factor. All you got to do is heat and enjoy and then get back outside and soak up this warm weather. Vitamin D, all right? Looking for calorie conscious options this summer? You can try the delicious, dietitian approved, calorie smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving. That's 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 nothing. That's you burn that off. I don't know, jogging. All right. You need an extra boost to support your wellness goals this summer. I do. I'll try the protein plus meals with 30 grams of protein. Hell yeah. Get get rough. Look at look at these guns, people. All right. So check it out. Check out Factor. Head to factormeals.com slash roasted50 and use code roasted50 and get 50% off your first box. That's half off your first box. That's code roasted50 at factormeals.com slash roasted50 to get 50% off your first box. All right. Check it out. You're going to thank me later. I got this cute dog. She's she's teething right now, uh, but she's, she's adorable. All right. No more biting. You got to get some chew toys. So thank you guys so much. Hope you guys are having a wonderful day. And check out Factor right now. By the what way. What a trade. What a fucking trade, huh? <laughs> By the way, last <laughs> time I, I told you I was going to tell you that time that I, I fought the comic. And um, I fought two comics in my life. But one of them I fought in Africa. So uh, <laughs> quick story before we get back into fighting. So I got booked in this tour in Djibouti, Africa. It was Djibouti, Africa, Korea, uh, I think somewhere else. It was like a make. It was like a last minute tour. It wasn't one of the, like the armed forces entertainment. This was like someone just booked us right to do the military tour. So <laughs> like, like they didn't even tell us about getting any shots or anything, right? So right. We, we go over there, and I'm with this comic. It was like a last minute replacement called Little Bro. And the whole time, this guy is giving me shit, like saying it. Like all I said was Eddie Murphy movies weren't as funny as they used to be, right? Which I still think that's true. Adam Sandler. Yeah. Movies, Jim Carrey, how dare you make fun of Eddie Murphy? He's a fucking legend. You don't know. And just this guy's just giving me shit the whole time. And then every time we go to a base, he would tell the guys, this guy is gay, that I'm gay. Like that was his his joke. Adam likes men. Dude, I was after like the, the ninth base. I'm like, okay, enough of this. Right. So we go down to like these like massage parlors in Bahrain to get a massage. And it was all for some reason, it was all transgenders. Transgenders that were getting <laughs> massage. <laughs> I didn't assume either of those were legal in Bahrain. I knew. So the guy runs out and locks me in. And then I just laughed after him, but he was like, okay, haha, you got me. So then I went back to get away from him. He's like, you're going to get with the transgenders. I'm like, okay, okay, that's what I'm doing. Just leave me alone. Right. So that was the massage, though. It was amazing. Happy ending. Really, really good grip, you know, because you could yeah, tell. I was say, they know, they know the equipment, so. It was, yeah, it was yeah. the best. It was like two strokes splash, right? So then what happened was we go to Africa and they tell us, don't carry money in Africa. They're going to shake you down, which they did, right? So they told us we had to give them $100 to get into Djibouti, Africa. He lost <laughs> his luggage, right? So then we get, to, we, so I had to pay for him to get to there. We get there to the military base and the first night was a meet and greet. Everyone's getting drunk with like the, I, I had a couple drinks with the, uh, the, the troops. And right away he starts saying, Adam got a massage from these transgenders and Adam's gay. And I had enough, dude. I just I had enough. I was fucking tired. 
This guy, and, and, and he was terrible on stage. He was only doing like 15 minutes. So I was covering his, his, he was supposed to do an hour, uh, 45 each. So I was covering like 30 of his minutes. And he was going up there being like, George Bush is a fucking terrorist. And Bush was our president at the time. So that that was their, you know, chief of command. So I had enough. So I, 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 I like take it. He's like, yeah, Adam's gay. So I, I take his hat and I'm like, and I put it over his, he had like a wool hat. I pulled it over his head. I'm like, who's gay now, bitch, right? So then he, he, he charged me. So I underhooked him and overhooked him, stepped through and threw him on his head, like a complete hip toss, right? And then I cocked my hand back, like, what's up, motherfucker? And then the troops, this is in front of like 50 troops. They're like, three of them like tackle us. They're like, get, what are you? So then they're like, what are you doing? So the sergeant, his name is Sergeant Haggerty, takes us into a, a bathroom and he's like, man, you guys need to find Jesus. You're supposed to get, you came here to lift our spirits and now you're fighting each other. He's like, I'm going to treat you like I treat my boys. I'm either going to take your money or I'm going to punch you in the stomach. Right? So at that time, I don't think that's the military code, but make his own personal code. At the top, we had no money because we gave it all to the African people who shook us down. So I was like, punch us in the stomach. So the guy punches both in the stomach, right? And then the other guy goes, I deserve that. Like, I had that coming. So then, then the rest of the tour, he didn't he didn't fuck with me. He didn't talk to me. Uh, but then they told on us. Because the guy's like, I'll keep this between you guys, and I won't tell the booker. And then they docked us like $200 in the tour. So I got like 400 bucks total. It was a fucking, yeah. So that was my Africa. But you got a fist in Djibouti, huh? <laughs> I don't know. That was perfect. That was right. fucking perfect. Uh, that was that was perfect. Um, yeah, dude, that was crazy. Uh, but I'm uh, I'm wide. I actually, did you ever take your kid with you on the road with you, uh, Don, when you were uh, when you when you were training overseas or fighting? Overseas? No, no, I I took them. Um, or they came to visit me when I was making the movie Godzilla. They came over there. Um, the the studio brought them over. And um, I think I took him to one fight, and then yeah, one fight. You're right. Oh, by the way, how was the Godzilla uh, Comic Con that you did? Oh, it was good. Had a lot of fun. Had a lot of fun, man. We were busy the whole time. Oh, didn't, that's get, awesome. didn't get a chance to sit down, man. Shit. Uh, I mean, what, what were the, what were the people like? They were great people, man. You know, they, they, they just a lot of, a lot of them went looking in the eye. You know, they just introverted, but they, you know, they were very good, decent people. You know, and they were really polite, and uh, you know, uh, they, they were extremely polite people, and I, I enjoyed it. Were there any hot chicks there or no? Yeah, a couple, a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, Where was there a Godzilla Comic Con? <laughs> Where was that at? That was, uh, shit, I think that was in Chicago. We were at. Like the people were polite in Chicago. It doesn't seem possible. They wouldn't. Yeah. They wouldn't. Maybe that was. Maybe it was in South Carolina. <laughs> Must be South Carolina. So I took my kid to Texas with me. I did shows in Texas. And my dad came. It was his 77th birthday. He said, my dad said he, he didn't think he would live till 30. You know, like he was, because, you know, when he, would, he was managing Alice Cooper. And the stories, he you know, my dad went to jail for selling acid. Uh, you know, Frank Zappa bailed him out back in the day. And, you know, just, just, just the stories he has. You know, I told you, Sean, how the first time he, he managed Alice, uh, 
they couldn't get booked anywhere. Like they were like, no one would come to any of their shows. They would walk free concerts. They were so bad. So they were playing a chicken farm. There were all these chickens on stage. And then Alice took the chicken and just threw it into the crowd, like halfway through a set. Cause they were like, Bugger! so then the chick, he, he thought chickens could fly. Chicken got right. tore up, right? So you're a chicken fucker? Yeah, yeah. So then my my dad got, he gets a call from Frank Zappa like the, that night going, I got PETA on the line. You guys are killing chickens. Like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And my dad's like, sorry, that won't happen again. And he's like, are you guys kidding? That's the most press you guys have gotten. You better keep that shit up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Did I ever tell you the, the, the uh, snake story? The uh, snake through the toilet? No. Okay. Amazing, so, so they used to carry this like python with them. This fucking this huge uh, python. Is it a boa? A, a python. Right? Jake, the snake was a member of the band. Yeah, the snake had a python, right? Uh, no, I didn't know that. That's all. Awesome. No, what, no, what, no, what did Jake the snake have? Did he have what was? Uh, Dave yeah, he had a, yeah, either a, a boa or a python. I think python, right? So they. Used fact, to, I, I think Randy Savage got bit by a cobra. I'm pretty sure during that. Yeah. Resume. So they used to keep it when Alice was on tour. They would keep it in like the bathroom in the uh, in the um, in the in the bathtub of whatever hotel they were in. Well, they were late for a flight, and all of a sudden they realized their fucking their snake was missing. So they they, they didn't want to tell anyone at the hotel. Hey, by the way, there's a there's a python missing in your hotel. So they just left. They're like, right. we gotta go. That's the responsible thing to do. So then, like three weeks later, they're watching the television, and there was a country singer named Charlie Pride, a black country singer, who was taking <laughs> who was taking a shit, and when he went to wipe his ass, the snake came up, like through the toilet seat, like like, like and he uh, actually about your worst nightmare, man. That would be <laughs> especially with being a black guy because they're so afraid of any animal. You know what I mean? Like that had to be like uh, the worst, uh, the worst possible scenario for him. Either, either that, you're like, what did I eat? You know. So then he <laughs> yeah. was. So then he actually has a song called "The Snakes Come Out at Night" or something, or "The Snakes Crawl at Night." <laughs> about that incident so because they were watching the tv and it came on the associated press like that's our snake it was at the hotel it, it got to the pipe. that's amazing so i i took my kid with me to, with, to dallas and uh man every five daddy let's go here so i took her to you know i took her to crayola world she where she could make her own crayon and that was fun but then we went to kid mania and she has this new thing now. She's five. And I, I don't know if she's really scared or she says she's scared of heights. Where you know how they have those like things you can crawl, but then it's like netted below you. Yeah. She gets up there and then she starts crying. And she goes, Daddy, Daddy, Dad. So then I gotta climb up there every time. So now I'm up <laughs> there. Start crying, and who's gonna get you, right? <laughs> Dude, I go up there to get her down, and then like three kids started crying around me. So now I gotta help all the kids down because I, <laughs> so now I'm like fucking just launching kids down the slide i'm like hoping like their parents <laughs> parents are nowhere to be seen dude that was uh yeah did you, take her to, did you take her to see uh daily plaza uh where jfk got shot that's interesting to see dude, i'm not even kidding it was like things to do with kids because wherever i go someplace i'm like fun things to do with kids they're like you could do a jfk assassination tour right I'm like, why would i <laughs> Like, are you out of your fucking mind? I, I swear <laughs> to God, I don't know who, in, in LA, they had an Auschwitz <laughs> museum. I'm like, why would I take a five-year-old to an Auschwitz exhibit? And, and then uh, in, in Vegas, I go, fun thing to do with a kid, they have a mob museum. Like, I'm, I'm going to teach you about Jimmy Hoffa. Like, <laughs> All the things kids are interested in. 
<laughs> uh, we went, uh, me and my fiance at the time went uh, to, uh, we went to Dallas and we went to, down to see where he got, you know, shot and all that. We were going to solve the case um, after 50 years. <laughs> But that's why there was a bunch of amateur detectives down there solving the case. I think it came from behind the fence on the grassy knoll, like this and that. But there was some guy, it doesn't matter if he was African-American, but he was. And uh, he was like, yeah, I'm kind of like an unofficial tour guide down here. Know what I'm saying? And I, I didn't really know what he was saying. But he was like showing <laughs> us around and kept following us around. And then he waits till the end of his unofficial tour that I never asked for to tell me he works on tips. Oh, you know, whatever. But he was like, yeah, what it was. And now, you know what I'm saying? Like there's a... Uh, you know, it was behind the fence, there was a second gun, and you know, like he was like telling show me where he shot from and all that. I was like, dang, that guy came here and did solve the case and then became an Hey, you know what? That's cool, man. You could make your own job. I think that's yes. that's better that, that's better than like than doing something else you could be doing, you know, or or uh, anyone else. I feel like I would have tipped him higher if I would have known what he was saying, but I didn't actually know what he was saying most of the time. So it was like if he would have enunciated. <laughs> oh man, uh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. But yeah, he's raining a bit. I have no idea. So, uh, Jesse Jackson. <laughs> so Sean Strickland has already, he already broke his belt. You hear what happened? He, <laughs> he took his belt home and he broke it and then he duct taped it together and then posted the picture of, of him duct taping the belt. You see how the press conference ended with him, the post fight press conference there? He was saying offensive thing after offensive thing in the UFC. You can tell the PR guy sweating it, you know? And he's oh. trying to end the press conference. Like, anything else? Anything else? And then he said, uh, how much is this belt? I want to sell this belt, like Sean Strickland said. And they said, a replica goes for $1,800. And he goes, 1800 bucks for this? He goes, that doesn't make you feel like a cheap whore. What does? And oh, the PR God. guy was like, okay, that's it. Like, the PR guy said, thanks, guys. Like, <laughs> off right there. It was the perfect ending to the night. So they had a couple <laughs> other fights. They had Ty Tuvasa fight, um, Donna, and – He's one. Whenever they have a guy where they announce him as his background is street fighter, he always loses. Uh, like right. when he, so of course he was a street fighter, and he Ty's been winning, but he's kind of like a Mark Hunt, where if he doesn't, is catch he the you, shoe guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. And like if he doesn't catch you, you could out technique him, and that's exactly what happened with the guy you fought, the, the Russian guy you fought, uh, Volkov. He just was better at technique. He had better fundamentals. And he didn't get caught. Um, Hunt was kind of like that too, right, Sean? Uh, yeah, he was just a, a really good striker. It was, I think the difference, like uh, I think two of us are just a slugger, but Hunt actually had a lot more technique involved in his. Yeah, Hunt, Hunt, Hunt had it all. Hunt, yeah. Hunt had power and technique. Yeah, right. Great footwork. Yeah, I mean he, he had it all. Man. I like, couldn't believe when I was fighting him the short time I did how fast he was moving. That like how fast he could close the distance when he came in to punch me. I was like, holy shit, this dude can move, man. So you think Hunt's better than Tiavasa? Oh, way better. Yeah. Oh, fuck better. yes. Yes, absolutely. So Tiavasa lost. He actually lost by Ezekiel uh, choke, um, which – so now they have this new commentary team, which Laura Sanko, DC, and John Anik. And here's, I think, the issue that I have with it. They're, they're doing a great job, technically. They're, they're saying everything. I mean, there's nothing where you're like, oh. But I think because Laura Sanko is so under the microscope, She's trying to not be annoying. And she even says, she's like, no one wants to hear a woman shriek during fights. And uh, you know good. what? She's got good. a point. She knows her. She knows it. Yeah, good. Now, if John and it could just learn the same thing, we'd be set. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the issue that I have is that there's nobody getting excited about the fights. It, like, at least with like Rogan. And you see him, his head's about to fucking pop. And he's like, ah, ah, ah. like, I'm sure a little bit's put on. 
but he's really excited. Um, and now what happened to Rogan? Did they fire him? I don't know. No, I don't know what happened because he did like a fight companion with Shaub and Cal. Yeah, he, I think he said he only contracts to like ten events a year, and he only does the real. He don't. He don't want to go anywhere but Vegas. Really, he said he's tired of traveling. You know, so he's like yeah, a, he's smart. He's but, fuck man. They do those things are like six hours long. You know, eight yeah. hours long. The whole thing. He makes, he makes, he makes more the he makes more from the views on YouTube on a podcast than UFC pays him anyway. So he said he'd rather just do that at his studio. But, so, but my issue isn't with Laura Senko. I think she's fine. And but I felt like she does the contender, right? I felt like she felt like she was at the contender, it, it, where it was that kind of that energy of just saying what's happening. And on a pay per view, you got to have somebody who's excited. And Anna's not going to get excited, like excited, excited. And Cormier kind of feeds off someone else's energy. I don't know because Dominic Cruz, um, even I think Felder. These guys are all good, uh, but they but they they don't have that like fan perspective that Rogan kind of brings to it. Um, they need another guy too, like maybe an ex fighter that's really funny, like uh, Don Fry or Brendan Schaub, like one like that. Um, Don Fry no. would be perfect. <laughs> Don Fry would be the best. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. <laughs> You're in the same thing in my mind. When I think funny ex fighters, I think Schaub. Yeah, yeah thank you very much. If you were a fighter, you'd be there. <laughs> Dude, I, I watched like You're nine seconds of an interview. I watched nine seconds of an interview with uh with Brendan Shaw. I was like scrolling through my TikTok or something, and he came <laughs> up and they and they asked him if he thinks he could beat Brock Lesnar, and, and he started oh, with and he started with, well, I'd like to think that I could beat him, and, and then but I, I just swiped at the butt. But I mean, I guess everyone should say that if you're a professional, and that's probably what makes him as successful as he is, is that he has this belief in himself. His own belief does do something, yeah. That nobody else seems to have. But yeah, I, yeah. I don't see a nobody. Planet. Nobody believe that. Yeah, nobody <laughs> believe that. I uh, they asked me. Um, Aaron Hawani asked me before I fought Stephen Strew. He said, "You're the co-main event. What's next for you if you win this one?" And I said, "Gosh, I sure hope not Cain Velasquez or Brock Lesnar." Like that was my honest answer, you know, or whatever. Like I'm thinking, like he said, you got to be the main event next time. I was like, give me. Well, I was never mind. I was gonna bring up a guy that's dead now, so never mind. But, um, yeah. uh, Brock Lesnar pre stomach AIDS or whatever he had. What was it? Diverticulitis? Something. It was actually. Uh, it was from it. I was told from injecting insulin uh, after his workouts to get uh, more of a pump, more of a you know muscle building thing, and then he became insulin dependent and called it diverticulitis to hide it. But that's what but I. Heard. Whatever that was killed his career because he came back and he was not the same guy even against the carwin you know where he got the shipping at him by shane carwin and they came back and won in the second round i wonder how good he would have been had that not happened um he wasn't so terrified of getting hit he'd have been way better but as soon as yeah time, like you're fighting randy couture it's like easier to not worry about getting hit but if you're fighting you know like um jds or you know overeem or a guy like that like i knew he was gonna pull out that jds fight and i was like he ain't gonna fight Junior santos he's so scared of getting hit man and first time kane connected with him he turned and ran did a cartwheel and he's like running but that was after but that was after <laughs> i mean so doesn't matter it doesn't matter yeah you, you, what the fuck does the verculitis have to do with getting punched in the face he guy did not like to get punched in the fucking face and it's a fucking fight that's that's the main thing of being so Don, in a fight. you show up you're in arizona mark kerr is with brock lesnar in the in the wrestling room was it a wrestling room yeah they come down on my wrestling room yeah they came down on my wrestling room and you're because, watching yeah go on because um brad reagan's you know broke me into pro wrestling and he's like a second cousin of um, Brock's. So Brock was supposed to come down um, 
you know, so we could check him out. And uh, he came down and brought Kerr with him. So you, so you, mistake. so you're watching Kerr train with him. Um, no, 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 no. Kerr sat on the side of the fucking wall, sat on the fucking wall, and tried uh, interrupting my me and and my judo sensei and another guy. Um, you know when we're we're showing, um, we're showing Brock some some moves. And Kerr starts fucking interrupting, saying, "No, do this and this," and, and it's like, you know, there's more knowledge. Steve Owens, my my judo says, they get more knowledge in his fucking pinky than than Kerr had in his whole fucking body, you know. So what and were you guys Kerr, trying to show Brock though? Fuck, I don't know. That was fucking years ago, man. Jeez. But I mean, he, I mean, he had a double. Uh, was it mostly striking stuff, or was it like takedowns, or, or other kind of takedowns, or was it submissions? Uh, probably some, probably some submissions. Probably some submissions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where, I mean, you know, he, he's a takedown machine. He can take down a fucking grizzly bear. You know, jeez. So we're here with Jared Brooks, the Monkey God. Who uh, you're here with? Sean McCorkle and Don Fry. Don is telling us it's about the time when. Uh, they brought down Brock Lesnar to train with uh, Don Fry, and then Mark Kerr cocklocked him and uh, basically <laughs> told him, "Hey, man, no, this is not how you do it." And then Mark Kerr and Don were going about to fight in the wrestling room, right? No, okay. it never oh. got, it never came to that. Are you oh. fucking? No, it's not like it's not like in fucking Africa with a fucking. Bad, bad comic, you know. Jesus. Oh yeah, with me. Oh, yeah. yeah, you missed the story about the Africa. What's up, people? Listen, today we're here with a sponsor for your bouncing bundle of joy. No, I'm not talking about a baby, although that's adorable. We're talking about your baby makers. Boom. That's right. Today's show is brought to you by Manscaped. But just like babies, your delicate little guys have sensible skin. Trust me, and they deserve products not only skin safe but also with safe ingredients. That's where Manscaped's Platinum Package comes in. From razors to shower care, this package goes above the gold standard for your body hair. So treat your beautiful boys to the world's finest toys at manscaped.com and use the code MMAROASTED for 20% off plus free shipping. Listen, Manscaped, I used to have the, the hairiest nuts. It was, it was, it was rough. I mean, girls would go down there, they would choke. Okay. I, I, one time I had to go to the hospital. It was just, ugh, nothing worse than, you know, in the middle of a, of a BJ, having a, a girl having to like go up and go, whoa, 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 and start ripping out hair. It, it's not good. It's, it's, it's bad. It, it, it happens to the best of us. Okay. Some of you, uh, friends might be Armenian or Italian or just, just hairier people. All right. Maybe not. But the Manscaped Platinum Package 4.0 is a one stop shop for the man who deserves it all. And that's you. Okay. They designed this package to allow you to fully align your entire hygiene routine with elite products. We're all about elite. Okay. The lawnmower 4.0 body trimmer, and weed whacker nose and ear hair trimmer feature, propriety advanced skin safe technology to protect your delicate parts or delicate parts and holes. Both are waterproof. You can shave with less mess. Trust me, you don't want nose hairs and ear hairs. It's not good, okay? You want to get laid? You want to have fun? You want to relax? Check it out. Go to uh, the Platinum Package 4.0. They cover all bases from head to toe and hair to ball fro. 
get 20% off and free shipping with the pre with the promo code MMA Roasted at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code MMA Roasted. Use the platinum package because the gold standard is no longer good enough. So check it out and enjoy everything. Anyway, so we're here with Jared Brooks, who uh is one of the best in the world. This guy, Don, talk about getting a raw deal. He's what's your record? Like 18 and 2, 25 and 2? I'm I'm 20 and 2 now. 20 and 2. And and who are your two losses to? Uh, my losses were to Davis and Figueredo, which was pretty questionable. And my other loss was me. I knocked myself out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, right. He he knocked himself out. Uh, and how did you, on like a, what, it was a, a double or? I had him, I had him in a bridal carry uh, over my shoulder, you know, like a, like a split hog. And I tried to do a backflip with him, try to be too flashy, man. And uh, in the back, in the back of my. Hit the back of my head and my hip at the same time. What's up, Sean? It's good to What's see you. What's up, buddy? Yeah. Long time no see. And Don while, Fry, yeah. you're a motherfucking legend, dude. Like, holy <laughs> shit. Don Fry's on this motherfucker. I did not know that. Dude, Don, you're, you are a motherfucking legend, and you are a, you. you are an American hero, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank so, you. So, yes, yeah, so you have one loss to Figueredo, and the UFC doesn't re-sign him for some reason. I guess it was like at the time – when they were not going to uh, bring back the 125 and he wasn't sure. So he goes to one championship and he just beats everyone up there. So now he's the champ. You're the champ, right? Yes, sir. He's a champ, but you haven't fought in nine months. Nine fucking months. Why? Man, you get, you got to ask the one championship that question. Uh, but at the same time, I understand where one championship is coming from because I knocked the whole division out, uh, the top five in less than a year so they got to rebuild restructure and uh i don't know if they want an american champion but are they paying you are they paying you to sit aside okay that's fine okay one one championship pays their fighters uh or their champions their champions for sure Uh, all right yeah my my contract is is really really good but um i i really want to get you know fights going and, and going against the best of the best and Demetrius Johnson is not fucking safe. Like I know that he's thinking about retirement right now, but I'm the fight to make. I'm somebody that he could really make money with and we could actually put on a show uh, inside and outside of the arena. And I think that he doesn't realize that he's always needed a heel, man. He's always needed somebody to, to come out and bring his fans out and be like, be like, who the fuck is this little motherfucker talking to the goat? You know what I'm saying? So it, I think that I could really bring that light on to me to Demetrius Johnson at the end of his career. And if I beat Demetrius Johnson, I gain a shit ton more fans. And Demetrius, he can end his his career on a on a title fight. That makes sense. I mean, it makes sense to me. Uh, it's kind of a shame because I love watching you fight. And now you're taking jujitsu matches against prodigies. Uh, he, he had a jujitsu match against this kid, Sean. He looks like a kid that you see at band camp. Uh, he looks like <laughs> he looks like one of the guys at the Godzilla Comic Con that Don was at, and they were dressed better. Yeah, they were dressed the better, most, man. He's the most <laughs> dangerous jujitsu guy. Who is this guy, and what what's going on with that guy? Who, what's his name? Mikey Musumeci. Mikey Musumeci yeah. is um the pound for pound goat in jujitsu right now. Even though the dude starts on his ass, I mean, it all. All jujitsu goes to the ground. So he's just like, let's let's stop playing around. We're gonna go to the ground. 
he scoots towards you. He is a world class grappler, man. Like going against him, I, I mean, I nullify a lot of. And I remember telling you on this podcast back then, you were like, "You guys, you can't defend black belts. You can't, you know, you can't fuck with these black belts." You know what I'm saying? But I, I really am. I am going against some of the best black belts in the world, and I am null. I am mostly nullifying what they have in their back pocket and that's jujitsu i I know if i jujitsu and i beat the shit out of you and uh unluckily for me i went into that match um you know i got taught a lot of jujitsu in three weeks and it was it was really good to to get in that style form down but i just went into fight mode whenever i went against mikey and it i just tried to nullify his jujitsu and I was thinking in the back of my head, I'm like, dude, no, you can't punch. You got to go back oh, and, right, and right, do, right. Do, the, do the regular jujitsu shit. And that, that motherfucker's legs are like spiders, bro. Like he gets attached to you. It's not his upper body. His upper body, when you when you nullify his upper body, you're good. But his his legs, man, they're just so. Well, you were, you were also what, a four-time state champ, right? No, I was a one. That's how hard Indiana is. I was a one-time state champion. I was ranked number one in the nation my senior year. But those three years that I got beat, I had the rank number two, rank number three, rank number four, rank number five, you know, top five guys in the nation, all in my weight class. And I'm just like, I'm unlucky. I've had a, had a rough fucking draw. But at the same time, I, I come back, I stay standing, and it, it doesn't matter what life brings on to you. You just got to keep on fucking trucking. Now, Sean booked you for his pillow fight promotion. Is this what happened? <laughs> no, he was uh no Jared came to my second event after I got told they weren't gonna sanction any more uh pillow fighting and ridiculous uh ridiculous sideshows like intermissions where I have girls attacking a guy fighter when he doesn't know. So no, yeah, Jared came in. His uh his manager is Chaz Bowling, who I've known for years. But Chaz told me he said, I got a kid, nobody will fight. Um he said he'll fight all the way up to like 155 if they'll allow it. He said he'll kill whoever he fights. And I was like, yeah, yeah, Chaz, you know, because that's like 2015 or 16. So I thought Chaz was full of it because every guy Chaz has is a world beater, you know, whatever you talk to him. And then uh, I saw Jared fight. I'll be like, I'll be damned if he wasn't right. Like he went straight through. I don't remember who you fought, but the guy wasn't terrible, but it wasn't even a fight. Like it was like Jared just won as soon as he felt like winning, you know, or whatever. So it was just like, I was like, hey, that kid really can fight. The only the only argument was were his gloves approved or not. Um, they, uh, the commission said he, he's got his own gloves. Can he wear them? I said, I don't know. Ask Tom Erickson. Like I just had, I was, I was paying Tom to help out. So I wanted him to have something to do. I said, go back and clear with Tom Erickson. I didn't know what to now, say. Now, was so. this one of the places that you made no money on this promotion to this one? Was that one of the ones that you got screwed? Yeah, I, well, I made plenty of money. Just the government took it all. So the, uh, the, by the, they estimate how many tickets you sell. They estimate how much you sold them for. Then they charge you an estimated tax. All the, just to be sure you don't make any money. You know, like it's like, uh, there has been an MMA show in Indiana that I know of more than one or two of the past five years, man, because you can't make any money. Not, not pro fights. You know, they take, a percentage of everything. They make you have three refs there at 500 bucks a pop. They make you have four judges. They make you have like extra everything. It's just, it's ridiculous, man. Yeah. Same thing in Arizona. That's crazy. Now, did you guys, uh, did you watch the fights last week? Oh yeah. Well, now what, what did you think of uh, Sean Strickland versus Israel? Man, Sean Strickland is, is a God, bro. That guy's fucking awesome. I, I love Sean Strickland. I love his attitude towards mm-hmm. being a champion and, you know, trying to trying to bring fucking men back. I love that. And but besides that, the fight was was great. I think that Sean is being stomped on from his style. Uh, stylistically, he beats Adesanya. And I picked Sean Strickland for that fight. I thought that 
that he is better than Adesanya at his own game because his blocking style. He nullifies things very, very well on the feet, and he he used that defensively to go offense when he's pressing forward. So yeah, Sean Strickland's a fucking beast. Now, it looks like his head doesn't move, but he made Israel miss almost all his punches. How does it, Sean Don Jared? How does that happen? He's using usually just these portions uh, to block. He's not using his hands. So when he when he's here, he's usually hitting here, hitting here, and he's far so much. He's probably just got that down to where you know the style might not work for your average fighter, but somebody that does hours and hours and hours of that, you know, he's he's a good fighter, man. I'm not saying that he's going to be able to hold the belt for a really long time, but Man, he was just a, a really good matchup for Adesanya. Wow. Yeah, no, I was, and then uh, then what they do in Australia, UFC Don, because Don didn't see it, is they put these guys from Australia, these heavyweight knockout artists, against guys that have been knocked out three times in a row. So there was, there was so then that way at least the fans get their money worth. Because Tyson Pedro fought this guy whose nickname oh, yeah. was the Pleasure Man. He came out there, he says he's the Pleasure Man. And he, that wasn't even close. It wasn't even. Yeah, it was really bad. It was not pleasurable. No, no, <laughs> no, no. And then, the, and then the other guy, Tafa, just murdered the, the guy he fought. And you look at the guy who he fought, who got knocked out by Greg Hardy. He got knocked out two out of his last three. I mean, they're doing this on purpose, right? I would say, uh, you know, mostly for for fan viewership, you got two of the best of the best. They're gonna. They might. They might have a boring fight, and I don't think the UFC wants to put the chips on the table like that. They'd rather get that easy money, while they're trying to build somebody up. So it's a win-win for them. So, um, and they're fighting in a country like Australia, and Australia loves to see their the Aussies win or people that are from around that area win. Um, you know, spectacularly. So. Yeah, I can I can see what the UFC is doing, but I think that it's it's smart if you're if you're trying to look for common viewership instead of you know your your average fan that really knows what's going on. But you're you're looking to to fill seats no matter what, and I think that that's the best way is just to have those common fans uh, coming in, drinking beer, going fucking crazy over a fight. Dude, the funniest was when um so this one guy fights this guy Blood Diamond, right? Uh, who I don't even know why he, he's three and two in the UFC. Supposedly he's this amazing kickboxer, but he was getting out like kickboxed by a guy who looked like he was a wrestler. Look at the guy from Philly. Right. And then afterwards the crowd's booing Don and this guy, he, he goes, Oh, you. And then he says the F word. Right. Uh, he goes, why don't you come on down there and say it to my face? I'll fuck all of you up. Right, so, <laughs> dude, it was it. it was crazy. Going Don's lines. <laughs> he he challenged the whole crowd to a fight. Um, yeah, and nobody took him up on it. Uh, Ooh, that's but, a nice gun right there, Don. Let me see if I can find it. Okay, here we go. What's right. that? So oh. nice gun right there. Yeah, and double barrel. Yeah, just pick this thing up. Um. Tom, why do yeah, you have well, it? I just picked it up uh, a week ago, I think. Dude, I went to his house. He's got, dude, he has a militia at his house. He probably has about 700 guns. He has five guns under each pillow. Like, I'm like, 
<laughs> Thanks. Here goes my security. You know. And then he no, has like all the stuff he got from Native Americans that he got from like the war, from like taking over the land. Uh, back in <laughs> Dude, well, your house yeah. looks like looks like Teddy Roosevelt's house, bro. That's right. That's right. <laughs> all right. So here we go. So this is the guy's post fight uh, speech. Here we go. I'm here with Charles Radke. Charles, how good is it? <laughs> victory. It goes great. And so fuck all you faggots up in the fucking crowd. Come down here and get some pussy ass bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Charles Rackett. <laughs> DC, DC looks like that girl in um, Charlie Wonk in the, in the chocolate factory, you know, or she eats that fucking piece of gum. Dude, that, <laughs> she, Charlie Wonk is Bill, or Willy Wonk is his famous brother. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Dude, that, I mean, that was crazy. And then I like how he says, give it up. Like after he challenges everyone in the fight in the crowd to a fight, <laughs> calls them all like whatever. He then says, "Give it up!" <laughs> like like that's really gonna be like anyone's gonna give it up. For encouraging, him. yeah, yeah, that's encouraging. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Yeah, it was crazy. And then that that happened twice. That happened uh, again. Well, well, the guy just basically told uh, Kai Kara France to stand up and went off on his whole thing and blah 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 blah. All his teammates were. Fags, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, have, uh, here we go. So here we go. Uh, th this is the other fight speech. No one gonna do on. anything. You know why? Oh, All go. your teammates is a bunch of faggots. Okay, here we go. One, one. No one gonna do anything. You know why? All your teammates is a bunch of faggots. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, give that's it up. laughable. <laughs> Isn't it amazing that you can't tell the difference between him talking and Amanda Nunes? That could have very easily been Amanda Nunes saying oh that. Oh, my God. Exactly the same. Was, I mean, this is like... dang <laughs> it. <laughs> hey, on the, on the other hand, I, I think that Manel Cape fucking sucks. I think that he's a two-round fighter. He he always fades in the third. He, he tries to knock somebody out in the first two rounds, but I, you know, somebody like me, I think that I could take him out with ease. Are you thinking about going back to the UFC? No, I, I'm. I'm just. I'm looking, dude. I'm getting paid too much. I get paid probably more than uh, Pantosha. So, um, you know, why, why do that? And they're trying to bring in guys that are better than half of the UFC roster. You know, they're bringing in some Dagestani guys. Uh, don't get me wrong. Um, I know that that Muhammad. Uh, I, I don't know his fucking last name, but they, they got him on the on the cups. He's a young kid. Hopefully he wins a UFC title before 23. I'm kind of pulling for him for that. Right. But um, I don't, I don't see the, the flyweight division being too great, man. You got the, the original ultimate fighter fucking cast from the flyweight division when they went against Demetrius and Tim Elliott won that. So it's like, it's a little watered down to me. Um, you know, you got guys that are good stand-up artists, but they're, they're not good all the way around. Were you surprised about the uh, O'Malley versus Aljamain fight? No, Aljamain, he has that uh, that deer in the headlights look sometimes when he's fighting, and I can tell when when that uh, happens. So I think that O'Malley, he's just great at timing, and yeah, I, I thought O'Malley was going to win that that matchup. Just be honest, I think that you can get into Aljamain Sterling's head pretty easily as well. 
the way that uh, Aljamain's antics were before the fight. You can I, I can just study that and see, like, um, you know, the John Jones and Gustafson fight, the first fight. I knew that John was was a little bit off of his game uh, when they were even facing off. So it's like, you know, I, I can see that shit from a mile away if, if a fighter is off of his game. Don, were you, uh, you were there, right, Don, in Boston? Yeah, I was there, yeah. What, what, what was that experience like? It was good. It was a lot of fun. We sat right behind um, uh, O'Malley's mom and sister, or girlfriend. I don't know what, what she was, but uh, God damn, uh, the mother, the mother, mother was one of the old times, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, who should Aljamain fight next? What do you think? I think. Shit. I mean, who should Aljamain? I mean, who should O'Malley fight next? I just say, who gives a shit about Aljamain? You don't want yeah. the belt. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, Jared, who should O'Malley fight next? I think O'Malley should fight either Cheeto or Marab. Uh, I love Cheeto Vera. I fought on a couple of cards with him. Uh, I personally like him the most out of the Bantamweight division. So, um, you know, or you have Umar Namagadomadoff. Umar is a fucking animal. I've been, I remember seeing him in like 2016 when I was training for the McCall fight. Always been good. Um, and then you got Marab, of course. Marab is like, he, He's just a fucking train, but I think that his train can be stopped. I see, I, I don't see cold-blooded killer hearts like, you know, out of both of those guys. I see that, that they have an attacking personality and they, you know, when they get pressure put onto them or, you know, when they're off of their game, they can get uh, beat very easily in my personal opinion. Now, Sean, you took it kind of personally when O'Malley won. Uh, you tweeted out that he could never rob you or rob your house because, because <laughs> he's because he's five foot two and one hundred and thirty five pounds or something. Like, why did you feel hurt to have to say that? I man, I lost a bunch of money when him and Peter Jan fought, uh, <laughs> and uh, I felt like uh, when you bet a bunch of money on somebody, you tend to think they win, like one, even if they didn't. You know, I'm not yeah. really positive we won or not, but I was so mad still about losing the amount. Like I was telling everybody, there's no way he beats Peter Jan. Peter Jan's the best 135 I've ever seen. You know, blah blah blah, and then. Of course, he got the decision over him in that. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not a big uh, O'Malley fan, so um, it's uh, yeah. So it tends to uh, yeah. I don't know. I always try to. I try to always put a negative spin on anything anyone accomplishes. Well, it was just so random. I was like, you're like, imagine a guy is a UFC champion, but he comes to your house to rob you, and he's 135 pounds. I'm like, Sean, this is a very specific tweet. I, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's, I'm just holding a grudge about the uh, the money uh, that he cost when he fought Peter Yan. He should have just taken the loss and let me win my parlay that was like first, <laughs> the last fight on my parlay to win. And uh, oh, no. I think I think if if Sean O'Malley and Israel Adesanya, if they didn't act so fucking feminine with, with the the way that they come across, like, yeah. I think that I think that people would like them. They they come in with with feminine ass personalities and that's what the average american likes nowadays they're all fucking pussies so it's like it's like oh this this fucking pussy is beating everybody's ass or or he's putting or he's putting on that persona that he's a pussy which might actually be you know an advantage towards Sean O'Malley and Israel Desanya because these guys think that they're sweet right but at the at the at the end of the day, they do beat beat motherfuckers' asses, and they do good good job of it and viewership. But I think that's one of the reasons why they're they're so big right now. And uh, you know, we need more Alex Pierre's and Sean Strickland's out in the fighting world to to 
to be uh, good examples for grown ass men. I don't know. I mean, I, I hear you, but the, nobody's more feminine than the other guy who's the monkey. What's his name? The monkey, the guy who does like. Oh, God. Yeah. The, the monkey who, king. The monkey king. You're the monkey god. The monkey king is yeah. the guy that twerks and does splits <laughs> but he, yeah. Man, I, I met him in vegas and and he uh he, he's he's super cool yes yeah seems he, like a he, nice guy but oh my god you know, he, he kind of sounds like he's about to like you know um come up with a with a harvard like harvard exam like i'm I, i'm studying the harvard exam today while i'm fucking twerking and fighting i mean the twerking interesting. like Next level. I mean, the twerking yeah. was next level. Um, but now guys are just, I mean, look, what's his name? It could beat everyone's ass. And he's came out and said he's bisexual. And there was a video that came out of him sucking a guy's cock or something or getting his, what's oh, Jeff? Fuck. fucking Jeff Molina, right? Jeff, and that yeah, Jeff fucking Molina. Um, but what happened? Cause I don't understand. He was like number. Okay. So Don, this guy's like number two or three in the world. He's, he's beating, he's knocking everyone out looking great. Somehow he's associated with James Krause, but no one knows how. So they just suspend. Well, I have a feeling how they know each other. So the gambling circuits. So they just suspend him, but it doesn't even. No evidence came out. Like he's just suspended, right? The guy just gets suspended, but no one knows why or like if he fixed a fight or what happened. Then two months later, a video comes out of him getting his dick sucked or he's sucking a dick. I don't. know. Somebody I didn't. Well, see maybe him. he's sucking too much. He's sucking the wrong dick or something, you know. Jeez. So then he Too many like, them. listen, I've always been bisexual, but uh I didn't want to make anyone feel insecure <laughs> and I'm on the wrestling team and I, you know, I, this and that, and I, I love frat boy humor, and and everyone's like, We're so proud of you, so proud of you. And then in comes Sean Strickland, who's like, I'm not proud of you for sucking dick. Who gives a fuck? Like something so like fucking like Yeah. But Good. this guy but he's still suspended, this guy. Do, do you well, know he's drinking too much Bud Light, you know? Yeah. I don't think that's why you get suspended from the UFC. Brooks, do you know anything about this? like what's going on? Uh, I have no idea. But when you suck one cock in your life, you're a cocksucker for life. Maybe. <laughs> right? but, right? but, but I think that's kind of cool that he's like, oh, fuck it, you know, re representation. No, 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 no. no. I, think, I, I think that it's cool that he embraced it. Don't get me wrong. It's not like he's, like, turning himself into a girl or anything like yeah, that. Right, but, right, right. But, uh... Not right, I don't know. Go on. He's a, bad, he's a badass <laughs> motherfucker. That's for sure. Yeah, he I, is. I, yeah. But, like, I mean, like, make, be, like, a, make a big joke about like, that fucking guy. And now that they're with WWE, don't you think if he like teabags somebody, like he knocks him out and then teabags him in, in, in the octagon, like he would get a, a, a big pop? Like that that could be his, his thing, you know? Like he goes out and like, no, all right. It would all excite right. Bruce Buffer, I bet you that. Yeah. He had at least one guy that would excited. By the way, Don, an interview came out last week of Dominic Cruz and Brandon Schaub talking about you. Did you see it? No. <laughs> All right, so Dominic Cruz. You, Dom, to send it to you. So Dominic Cruz says he was sparring. He had like two or three fights in his pro career, and <laughs> in comes you. And this is Pride Don Fry. He went to your gym, Pride. You're just fucking rips. You're like you're huge. You're a god. He's in awe. This is this is the guy I want to be. You come over. You say let's spar, right? So, so so right away he's like, all right. He says you you right away you pop two Vicodins. And you just chew two bike was it two Vicodins to start your sparring, yeah. right? <laughs> then 
Then he said you chased him around the ring and that you were, you couldn't catch him because he was like 135 pounds. Uh, he, yeah, was, fast. He, he was punching you, but just running for his life. And eventually you kicked him in the head and you said, you got to be ready for anything. Yeah, they weren't kicking, though. They were just boxing. So they had on shoes. And he said, Don Fry just kicked me in the head with shoes. It's like, you got to be ready for anything in this sport. <laughs> I didn't believe it because I was sure Don would have cowboy boots on if he was throwing kicks to the head. Yeah, yeah. Story, I didn't believe it. Did you used to yeah. pop two Vicodin before you sparred and just chew them? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did it not make you sick, Don? I could never, I, if I took anything, when I hurt my back, I tried to take it like to train. I would try to take pain pills and I would throw up within 30 seconds, which normally I would gas out at 45 seconds. So I didn't really see the advantage. <laughs> no, it wasn't really extended anyway. But no, they would make me throw up immediately if I tried to do that. So, no, I was, I had been taking them for so long, you know. It was like, yeah. So you, all right, so you take two Vicodins for your spar, and then it doesn't hurt when people punch you in the face. Is that is that the, the thinking behind this? No, my back was so fucked up, man. I could barely walk. I mean, yeah. I, you know, uh, it's a lot of fun to train like that. I'll tell you what: when you got herniated discs and stuff in your back, it is hell. Like it is hell. Yeah. But Don, you're about two twenty, two thirty. Dominic's like one forty five tops. Why did you want to spar with? <laughs> I don't know. Hell, that shit. That's probably why I took the bike, so it slowed me down. <laughs> Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. That's right. And there's no better place to get on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book and official partner of Major League Baseball. And guess what, people? New customers in Massachusetts get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets. Guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston. And finally, you can bet on all your favorite sports from the money line to point spreads to player props and more. I love it, okay? But I'm going to bet I'm going to go on FanDuel. So now, bet on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Don't miss your chance to get $200 of bonus bets. Win or lose, how great is that? Okay, visit fanduel.com slash Boston and make every moment more. That's FanDuel, the official partner of Major League Baseball. You got to be 21 and older uh, and present in Massachusetts. Okay, your first online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable and bonus bets that expire in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Help is here. So is hope. Hope and help. Gamblinghelplinema.org or call 1-800-327-5050 for 24-7 support. Play it smart from the start. Gamesensema.com or call 1-800-GAM-1234. That's FanDuel. Check it out now. Right now, you want to bet? That's where you go. They they really fucking ruin your your reflexes and your and your your coordination, you know, and uh, everything. So uh, it's just they're horrible. They're fucking horrible for you. The only the only advantage is they kill the pain that you're suffering from. But besides that, they're fucking worthless. Uh, so this week, uh, for some reason, the UFC. Has Noche UFC. Did you hear about this? 
And so, well, I just heard about it today and I don't know what's going on. Like, they, I'm don't, so all right, they don't tell anybody about this, right? So I, I Googled, I'm like, what exactly is Noche UFC? So they, I, I saw it is to celebrate. It has become a great tradition in combat sports to hold big fights on September 16th. This year, we're honoring our UFC fans and fighters from Mexican communities with an inaugural Noche UFC. <laughs> like, but they don't tell anyone about this. They just are there fights or it's just a what is it? I don't understand. Is no, it they, best no, fight. It's fight. It's it's Shevchenko versus Alexa Grasso too. So uh, two Mexican fighters. It's, it's 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 the yeah, right. I don't think Shevchenko is Mexican. That's what I'm saying. Like it doesn't make any sense. Like we're gonna have we're celebrating Mexican heritage by having Karolinko versus. Yeah. Oh, no, Grasso's, no, Grasso's from Mexico. She won the first one. She's the champion. I thought she was Brazilian. Isn't she from Mexico? Looks like she's from Mexico. But she's fighting in Noche. But she's losing. She's going to lose. Like, she's basically <laughs> celebrating this by having her lose to the biggest upset she won. I mean, why not just have two Mexican fighters in the main event? That way, at least one of them wins, right? Um, but yeah, that no. That makes too much sense. Yeah. <laughs> So she's fighting Shevchenko. <laughs> and then in the co-main event, the Mexican fighter is Kevin Holland uh, is fighting Jack Della Madalena. Uh, so uh, one guy's from England and the other guy's uh, Kevin Holland. Uh, right. No, well, what's from Australia? Australia against Kevin Holland. But close to Mexico in both places. <laughs> but like, oh I don't know. I don't know. I'm really sure why they did this or like why they didn't tell anyone. They just like changed the language. Without any, I mean, which I think is, I'm all for this. They should, you know, fuck it, do this with all, all the cultures, but just tell somebody, prepare people, uh, let everyone know. Um, and then Raul Ross, Rosas Jr., he's the guy that was like 11 when they signed him, but he he's like a jujitsu wizard. He got his ass kicked his last fight. Remember that? It was like, because yeah. I, I think he clearly is not ready to be here, but he's fighting Terrence Mitchell. Uh, and then, uh, you, you, know, you know anything about Terrence Mitchell, Jared? Yeah, Terrence Mitchell is a hard, hard go, too. So who wins this fight? Terrence Mitchell. <laughs> They're going to owe him to this kid, man. It's going to be bad. And then who wins the Shevchenko-Grasso fight? Um, you know, I after watching that first fight, I think that Grasso wins. Again, wow. All right. I think that Grasso, Grasso wins again. That, that little woman is a goer bro she goes she does not stop she, her wrestling is, is pretty good and uh her ground and pound is pretty good and and her boxing is is pretty up there so i would say i mean don't get me wrong you got shevchenko she's she's an amazing kickboxer and she has showed that and, and her takedown defense and her takedowns are, are actually pretty good as well but grasso is is the younger uh bull out of the uh out of the group and i think that uh, Alexa, we'll we'll get it done. And then uh, Sean, who wins? Grasso. Man, I don't watch women's fights unless I'm forced to. So um, <laughs> I'll uh, I'll go with Jared. I watch highlights. I watch highlights. <laughs> yeah, the uh, I go I'll go with Jared's opinion on that because I don't really watch women fight or keep up with it. I don't like to see women get hurt um, unless it's in a relationship. But um, <laughs> I don't mean physically hurt. I'm just joking. But uh, I did want to say Jared wasn't on there. I'm not sure. If, I think Don was on at the time we had Henry Cejudo on, right? We had an idea, yeah. Jared. It was awesome. Uh, Cejudo was trying to come up with new ring entrances that would be like, you know, 
specific. He should be fighting with the Noche fight fight card. Yeah. But we came yeah. up with it. We said he should go to the cage, and instead of going to the door, he should run around to one of the sides and throw a bag up over the cage and then climb it and come back down to That's celebrate so his Mexican fun. heritage, you know, or whatever. He loved it. He thought it was the greatest idea ever. And he promised us. <laughs> what I remember is he promised he was going to do it on his next. Uh, on his next have, he was going to have a sombrero and like dance around it, like after the after he wins. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, what but, do you think now, Brooks? Do you think that? I know Cejudo, meanwhile, Henry Cejudo, who I help him with his tweets a lot. Uh, if I ever retweet his tweets, it's usually ones that I've, I've helped him with. Um, yeah. Sometimes like five <laughs> or six times a day, he's hitting me up. Uh, and I, I love him at that. I, I love the guy. I, I just, you know, because because if, if, if I don't help him, he'll say something that I'm like, he's going to get kicked out. I'm like, dude, take this down immediately. Like, yeah. someone, like as a comic, <laughs> know the line and you're like, bro, you can't just call people this. Take this. Like, I'll be like, bro. So, um, he, so I, anyway, one time I, I had like a whole thing about Aljamain and Aljo wrote me back, wrote, tweeted, very funny, Adam. I'm like, motherfucker, Aljamain. So, <laughs> so I called Aljamain. I'm like, bro, you can't, I'm the magician. You can't take the, the curtain. He, Aljamain was dying laughing. And I, I go, Aljamain, please, for one day, give me your Twitter account. And I want to go back and forth as Henry and as you. Just... <laughs> That was, that was he he never did, but I was I was like, please do that. Uh but he, he's a good sport. Also, Lupe Godinez is fighting. She like it was the girl that probably fought. Lupe, but go ahead. Is it Lupe? <laughs> I don't think it's Lupe. Lupe. <laughs> Lupe. Yeah, after you hit a few times, you're a little loopy. Um, <laughs> she turns into Lupe after the first couple she's, she's gotten way better. Uh Tracy Cortez is fighting, who's the hottest chick. In the history of the UFC, uh, in in person, she's the one that was dating Brian Ortega, and I guess Ortega said something like, he tweeted out like, "People say that I fumbled the bag when I broke up, when I actually I blah blah blah," and then she tweeted like, "I didn't go after you personally," blah blah. blah. So then they started fighting, um, and then uh, yeah, it was it was so. What's her name? Her name is Tracy Cortez. She uh, she's Henry Cejudo trains her. She she had like a I think a brother that passed away from cancer who was a wrestler. She had a, like a pretty pretty rough rough story. She's ten and one. She also has like no background in martial arts. She's just like a good athlete that that they they, they taught how to fight. And she's fighting Jasmine Jasodivias, who's a, also a good fighter. So there's a a lot of good fights on this. But uh, yeah, you think it'd be more Mexicans being a you know Noche UFC, but they just tell people. <laughs> Why this so, is did they, did they just name one of their fight cards that or they just did this overnight? Because I've heard nothing about it till today. It, they started saying it, and I was like, the fuck? It, it reminded me of when, like, on Dodgeball, when they were like ESPN, the Ocho. It just kind right. of had that, like, <laughs> that, they, need, they need Joe Silva back as a booker, is what they need. Yeah. They need yeah, to that's I still true. talk to him on occasion, by the way, Joe Silva. He doesn't like talking to me, but I like hitting him up and talking to him. So. Or they need to yeah. just tell people <laughs> what they're doing, you know? Um, so, uh, by the way, uh, before we leave, so we talked about, have you watched any Tubi movies, Jared? Yeah. So, uh, have you, Don, so Tubi is like this platform. I think it's Tubay. Is it Tubay? <laughs> they, ha they have some of the worst. Because of Loopy, right? Never mind. The best <laughs> worst movies, okay? Yeah. Uh, it's ridiculous. Very, very low budget movies, but they're hilarious. Like one of them is called, like one of them is called My Side Piece Hit the Lotto. <laughs> my what? My 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 side piece hit the lotto, um, <laughs> and 
So Tubi, there's th- this one. When yeah. I tell y'all I'm done with Tubi, so I, I, so I, see, I see. want to give it a try. Everybody is talking bad about it. All right, but on. when you have a movie called My Side Piece Hit the Lotto. Okay, hold on. Come on now. You can't see it yet, by the way. All right, hold on. So that even. Oh, hold on, share right. screen. Hold on. Share screen. There we go. So yeah, this is uh fuck. How do I do this? My side piece hit the lotto. I have to boom. Yeah, so here, this guy, this, this guy's very when upset. I tell y'all I'm done with Tubi, I am. I, I want to give it a try because everybody is talking bad about it. But when you have a movie called My Side Piece Hit the Lotto, come on now. <laughs> so that, that could... <laughs> you got matchbox cars on her hair. <laughs> but this what one's is... my favorite. So uh Tubi's days are numbered. What is this, right? So hold on. All right, Tubi. Can you can you can you guys see this? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at this. So that these two low budget. I really all right. So they're in the hospital. The girl's having a baby, right? What is this? (laughs) Empty hospital. (laughs) (laughs) That is the bot of movies. <laughs> they use white dolls. I, I mean, what? Oh, it's great. It, it's the best. It is the best. Uh, so what do you got coming up? Oh, by the way, oh, so Phil Baroni. Uh, I don't know if you heard if been following this case. Baroni Jared, he went to jail for murder uh in Mexico. Um, he's in a, a Mexican prison for murdering his girlfriend. Uh it was, I think it was January 1st. So according to some guy who makes movie, what's that guy's name? Uh, uh, John Bravo Films. Uh, he seems to be on it. The Mexican cartel, they raised $300,000 for him. This guy who is uh, his Phil's friend who's a pro wrestler and a lawyer. Right. Um, he's, a, he's a renaissance man. A renaissance man. And uh, he's now in a, in a Mexican cartel halfway house. Uh, so that's, Anybody was wondering about the Phil Baroni update? The, uh, there it is. Phil Baroni. Wow. And what's, it's been a while since I heard that name. What was that? Uh, what's what city? Uh, Sean, you know? I think it was Tijuana. Yeah, so he's in a Tijuana, Tijuana halfway house. Uh, uh, they raised three hundred grand for his thing. Uh, also, I know Mayhem got arrested for beating up a bouncer uh, last week. Again? Yep, but yeah, I don't know because he's making TikTok videos about it. So I don't know if he's doing it from the jail or, or what. But <laughs> And uh, as far as Greg goes on the podcast, Greg Wilson, love Greg, one of my favorite people, one of my best friends. He needed to take a break from the podcast and some other stuff to focus on. Uh, he'll be back whenever he's back. Uh, but uh, uh, shout out to Greg. Uh, love that guy. Yeah, tell, him, tell him hi. Uh, no fall, no not no fallout or no bad uh, no bad vibes. Nothing but love for Greg. Um, so, what do you have coming up, Jared Brooks? You know, hopefully, I get to defend my title by the end of the year. Uh, it's in the talks, so I'm I'm looking forward to you know showing the things that I've been working on the past nine months as well. I've gotten better on the feet. I've gotten better on the ground, and um, you know, uh, bless Mikey Misumichi for really pushing a, another fire under my ass. Um, by getting a loss. It's been a while since I lost. So it, it feels really, really uh, good to, to know that even though I, I lost, 
that I can come back and get back on my feet. Does that and, count as uh, a loss though? It was a grappling competition. Is that a was that a loss for you? Dude, I, I look at everything in combat sports. It doesn't matter if it's a fucking track event. If if that person beat me, I just lost in in, in you know martial arts. So I don't I don't consider it a mixed martial arts loss, but I consider it a martial arts loss. So I and I don't fucking like to lose at the end of the day. So um I'm super competitive and I will work to the ends till I, I am the best at everything. So I'm 30 years old. I'm getting in my prime right now and I'm learning still. So I'm not worried about anybody. I'm just wanting to go face to face with everybody. Love it. Love it. Sean, what do you got? Um, mainly a uh, doctor's appointments. I drove a five hour just for a doctor's appointment. So it looks like a faster car. car. Huh? What's that? Get a faster car. Now, Sean, how far do you live from Jared? Uh, I don't know if it, are you still in Indiana, Jared? Or are you living out? I thought you moved, didn't you? Yeah, I'm. I'm in Michigan. I'm at, uh, right on the outskirts of Detroit. Oh yeah, so he's a ways from me, probably five hours, six hours. About five. Yeah, why hours. the fuck would you? Why would you move to Detroit? Uh, it was more of the the boxing aspect, and uh, okay. there's yeah. there's a there's a lot of of really good um, wrestling yeah. and jiu-jitsu over here as well. Um, well, you still training uh, with? Uh, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just forgot his name. You're, you're right. What is it? James Lee. The James Lee. Yeah, I love that dude, man. He's awesome. He's yeah, awesome. James is fucking awesome. And then Don, what do you got coming up? Oh hell, this is none of your goddamn business. The fuck is wrong? With you? <laughs> thank you, thank you. Appreciate that, Don. Hey, <laughs> come over dinner. And I'll tell you, my uh, my dick will get up if you come over here sit on my lap. That was that sound you back. That, that, that's not very scary. Uh, I, I appreciate Don, that, though. Don so, reminds me of a character of uh, off of Blazing Saddles. Fucking great. It's like, which which one? Just <laughs> any of them. Huh? He said, "Y'all are y'all are jumping around like a bunch of Kansas City faggots." <laughs> 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 Dang it. <laughs> Dude, Don, it's ridiculous. That's a great movie. I, I bought that crazy. movie. I went to I went to a garage sale, yard sale. They had uh, Blazing Saddles. They had 1941. They had Animal House, used cars, and then I came. I was it your all, Was I it your garage sale? Hell no, man. <laughs> it is now, man. It is now. I got them all, man. It's like hitting a gold mine. Jeez. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, thank so you guys. Excited. Well, thank you guys so much, and uh, I'll see you guys later. Take care, guys. See you guys. Man. See you guys. Bye bye.